In 2017, I located a box of my late grandfather's memoirs. My sister Justine took it upon herself to organize his quirky tales. We felt a podcast would do his stories justice. While we didn't know him very well, through his words, we have connected with our grandfather in a way like never before. His extraordinarily ordinary memories live on. I'm Janica, and together with my sister Justine, we are the proud granddaughters of Ernest J. Hamer Jr. And you're listening to The Unimportance of Being Ernie podcast. You'll hear a conversational style approach with storytelling and a few Australian history lessons sprinkled in along the way. We hope you enjoy. And we're back. Hello. Hello. Welcome to chapter four. This is actually a quick one. So nice short episode, right, Jess? Uh, Yes, it'll be a, a very nice short episode. Uh, which will be great for those of you who want a quick listen and terrible for those of you who want a nice long session. (laughs) (laughs) And just to preface this, granddad, Ernie J. Hamer was just in Tokenwall learning to be a paratrooper and he was just told that he's no longer needed. So what are they doing now? They've got two weeks leave. And he's just bumped into an old mate called Bob McCormack. So here we go. We stretched our fortnight's leave into an outrageous three-month AWL. In the process, we became part of the military riffraff, which infested the eastern seaboard cities at the time. It was more like an epidemic. General MacArthur is reported to have stated that during this period, the Australian army is in two halves. One half is AWOL and the other half is looking for them. (laughs) It was near enough to the truth. (laughs) Having sampled the delights of Melbourne, we decided to go to Sydney. The main railway line through Albury was awash with military police. On the watch for people like ourselves, so, being cunning, we decided to proceed via Tokenwall. Paying fares was unheard of. Our only problem was that there, were no, there was no through train from Tokenwall. The nearest place we could catch a train to Sydney was the neighbourhood town in Finley, Finley. The only transport available was on the end of our legs. So... In the middle of the night, we set off for Finley. The distance would be about 20 kilometers, but it seemed ever so much longer. Being very fit helped. Singing every song we also knew helped. And we arrived in Finley shortly after sunrise, just in time to catch the small motorized train to Sydney. Once there, we continued our mug lair behavior until we attracted the attention of the military police who brought our holiday to a sudden end. We were court-martialed and, fitting the punishment to the crime, sentenced to three months' detention in Groverly Detention Barracks. 
Groveley was a place where the army made a determined effort to discourage its personnel from misbehaving. The food was nearly as bad as the rubbish served on the trans line. There were also, sorry, there were only two occupations, marching around in endless circles and polishing tin plates and corrugated iron with sand. The shocking diet resulted in me being plagued with boils, so much so I was unable to walk. To me, this meant sitting and polishing plates all day. The only respite was on Sundays when all Protestants attended a service conducted by the Salvation Army. We were happily bellowed out all, sorry, we happily bellowed out all the old hymns to the delight of the Salvo officer. The professed atheists were marched around in circles. The staff at the barracks were even worse misfits than the prisoners. None of them enjoyed the job. And there was a constant turnover of staff, even though promotion was automatic. New staff, or screws, we called them, were put through a short course to brutalize them the, before they were permitted to speak to the prisoners. So that term screw is actually an English term, and they still use it as a prison officer. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I actually knew a guy who was, you know, technically a screw or had worked as a screw. Hmm. Um, yes. So not long before being released from Groverly, there was a call for men to assist from the forestry department. The, a plantation of gum trees needed thinning and a group of us were let loose with axes to chop down numbers of marked saplings. Happy to be out of the barracks, I chopped down all the marked trees in sight and hunted for more. To my delight, there was one tree missed by me. Swinging the axe with much strength, if little accuracy, I quickly chopped the tree down and found it had already been done once before. The butt end had speared into the soft dirt and the branches had intertwined with the branches of the neighbouring trees. My eyes must have been blind to miss the nearby stump. After release from Groverly, my memories of my movements are extremely confused. There is a recollection of being with McCormack in either Townsville or Cairns, where we rescued an incredibly inebriated American serviceman from drowning in the river, which runs through the centre of the town. <laughs> I wonder we, if they were also completely inebriated, and that's why you couldn't remember. <laughs> we were walking across the ridge and sighted this person, fully clothed, swimming upstream. He turned towards the bridge and cried out, Sing me San Antonio Rose. I want to die for Texas. I'm sure there's a tune in there. We rushed over the bridge and down to the riverbank, stripped off and swam out to where the drunk, drunken one was going down for about the fourth time. <laughs> he was immobile when we dragged him ashore, but then he came to an, um, sorry, then he came to and recommenced his, I want to die for Texas routine. <laughs> By this time, a large crowd had gathered among them some American service police. His next appeal for glory was cut short by one of the policemen wrapping him hard on the skull with what appeared to be a small baseball bat. I can still remember the thud it made, but in no way can my memory recall what we were doing in that town. And that is the end of chapter five. 
Goodness what a memory. Me. Interesting that there was an American presence. That's something that I wasn't really aware of. Yeah, I think American bases were definitely being built around this time. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so it doesn't seem he died for Texas, but it does seem he got bludgeoned on the head yeah. to knock him out. That's- close, <laughs> close enough to die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think these days, you know, people just get arrested, but apparently back then they were just made to shut up. So <laughs> <laughs> different rules, different, different time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lovely so short was, story. Yeah. Just well, the fact that he, there chapter. was this kind of time of like being lost. And, and yeah, I think the, the chapter name was completely apt adrift. Um, yeah. And he had a drinking buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Bob. And uh, the, yes, uh, also the fact that um, it was a bit of a problem, them having displaced servicemen. So they just couldn't keep up with who was where and what they needed to do and and whatnot. So it kind of reminds me of all the, the men who were making money at the train station and they had to move the whole bloody station to shake him out so this was clearly worse much worse mm. oh my mm. gosh so Crazy. the fact that he was basically a prisoner whoa 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 that chapter actually said that granddad got <laughs> you're <imprisoned>. right <laughs> detention he had detention yeah okay yeah they were teaching him a lesson oh uh, yeah yeah oh my so gosh. basically a prison yeah, oh, it's the truth. I'm sorry, but if you're not allowed out. <laughs> I wonder if I can find photos of that place grovelly. Yeah. Yeah, I should look this up. Very yeah. interesting. Grovelly. So I wonder how many, because honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing. I actually didn't know that if you weren't going anywhere in particular, that you'd be put into detention. That's interesting. It's spelled incorrectly. He's got it spelled with two L's. And here I'm mm. finding online it's spelled with one L. So I'm mm. not sure if I'm looking this up correctly, but I'll do some more research and, and yeah, find out. Find yeah. it out and have a quick uh, uh, prelude before the next chapter describing what it actually was. Yeah, that'd be interesting. All right. We should leave it at that, but we'll be back. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you very much. Have a lovely morning, evening, night. Wherever you are. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like access to the newest episodes as they release. We love that you want to hear what Ernie had to say. And he had a lot to say. Stay tuned for more to come.